Good morning, coaches. This is your wake-up call. Today is Monday, November 21st, and I've got two things you need to know for this Thanksgiving week. Number one, today starts the holiday sale in U.S. and in the U.S. and tomorrow in Canada. So you'll get to shop some of your favorite Beachbody products, and you can expect to save up to 78% in the U.S. and 76% in Canada. Yes, those are the metrics. You can save up to 78% in the U.S. and 76% in Canada. Go ahead, happy shopping. Make someone's day by getting them some health and fitness. Um, Team Spirit, you guys are killing it, rocking it. I've been seeing some of these pictures. Um, Amazing Team Spirit that you all have. So keep it going, keep pushing, keep the spirit up, um, hit those high success club numbers. And, you know, hey, the Thanksgiving table is a great time to share what program you have been working on and then talk to your guests, I guess, after Thanksgiving Day. Let them have their turkey. Anyway, um, as I mentioned in the contest, we also have quarter force apparel that you can um, earn for hitting Success Club 5. So all of that is a great, great opportunity this week. So now I'm done with the contest. I'm going to turn it over and introduce uh, your host for the call. Here's our president of global sales, Jeff Hill. Sandy, you know, I could have so much fun with some of those announcements before. I mean, there's only two things I'm left wanting. I'm totally confused whether it's 78% or 76%. Uh, There's just a lot of things that were happening. But uh, you know what, Sandy, as I go out into the field and I talk to a lot of our coaches, I'll always have people come up to me, and and they are staunch defenders of you. They're always saying, why do you pick on on Sandy? And I just said, because I love her so much. And she's taking okay. Right? Happy Thanksgiving Regardless. to you, Jeff. Yeah, you too. Hey, coaches, it is Thanksgiving week in the U.S., um, and uh, it's a great time where people are coming together. And, uh, I, I mean, I would be ungrateful, no pun intended, if I just didn't say as we get started this call, thank you to each one of you for everything uh, that you do. We have – touched so many lives. We've impacted so many families, uh, more than we'll ever, ever know by, by and through your efforts. And what you do every single day is you pull yourself up by your bootstraps with hope and with, you know, courage and vim and vigor and all those kinds of things and, and try and improve your lives and just get better at helping other people. And uh, I personally am grateful to, for that. I'm grateful to be part of a company that represents uh, so many great values and so many great objectives in helping people find change in their lives and, and, and real ways to do that. So uh, I don't take that for granted, not for a moment, and, and each of you are playing such a huge role there. But it is a week. It's a week of, of, of opportunity, of, of time of being together, and, and, and I think of sharing authentically what matters to you and how your life has changed and how fitness has played 
a role in helping you become a better person. And I think that that is an opportunity that you can't let go unnoticed over this next week as you travel, as you get together, and I have every confidence that you absolutely will do that. And in fact, our call today, uh, I think we'll touch on that. I think I'm, I know uh, with our guest speaker is going to touch on that as well. But as you look at this week, use this as a week uh, to touch someone's life in, touch, in, a, in a great and a positive way. So as we get into this call, I we'll always want to start with some recognition. And so we're going to let Darren, the voice, take care of that. So, Darren, let me toss it over to you. Good morning, Jeff, and good morning, coaches. All right, this week, short and sweet, but here are the newest rank advancements, starting with our Star Diamond coaches. Congratulations to... Tricia Zelenak, Sarah Barrett, Jeff Levine, and Andrea Hansen. And coaches, we have a new four-star diamond this week. That would be Amy Patterson. Congratulations. All right. Now on to the Daily Beachbody Challenge winners for November 7th through November 14th. Each of these coaches won $500. Congratulations goes to Kim McIntosh, Adam Garner, Julie Figlioli, Tony Sheramonte, Miranda Mendoza, Jacob Kaiser, and Rebecca Walters. And our top success club point earners this week. Congratulations to Ashley Molstad, Raina Odell, Jackie Scully, Vanessa Boulay, Cindy Tremblay, and Danielle Preston. All right, coaches, there you have another week of advancements. Congratulations, and as always, make it a fantastic and a very thankful week. Back to you, Jeff. Darren, thank you, and great job as always. Well, coaches, it's my pleasure to introduce uh, a coach from Westminster, Maryland, uh, who is having a great impact on this business, and she brings you know, some relatively fresh eyes. She joined uh, Beachbody back in March of 2013, so what, roughly three and a half years ago. Uh, she works with her husband in this in this business. Uh, she was an elite coach last year, 44 months in Success Club, a long stretch of consistency of helping people. Uh, she is a six-star diamond coach. We're absolutely thrilled to have on the call today Leslie Davis from Maryland. Leslie, are you there? I'm here, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me on the call this morning. You bet. And uh, I guess I don't know what the proper uh, way to, to, to say this, but like happy Thanksgiving week. Are you staying yes. close to home? We are. We are. Good, good. Well, we're, I'm actually heading out to Chattanooga, Tennessee to visit a daughter. So not quite your neck of the woods, but getting close there. But, <laughs> anyway, well, listen, let's, let's jump into this call. And I'm, I'm excited about what you have to share and some of the insights that you've gleaned as you have grown your business and some, uh, some clarity and some ahas that you've developed as, you know, we've watched the business, you get to this time of year and it's a little bit tougher and pulling your teams together and putting the right things out there, but some clarity that you've, that you've gained in your business and want to pass on to particularly these newer coaches as they embark on this great endeavor. But, but first, let's get to know you a little bit. So how did you come to be part of Beachbody? Sure. Um, so it's kind of interesting, um, and it actually surprises a lot of people when I tell the story because my husband's actually my upline coach. I had no interest in this business or becoming a coach at all. Um, it all started when I borrowed Insanity from my neighbor because I didn't want to run during the winter months. I just found working out in my house and avoiding snow and ice was the best way for me 
to continue to train for some upcoming marathons. And I absolutely love the workouts. And one night, my husband was sitting there probably eating a hamburger and some french fries. And he said he wanted to try it out. So he stood up and he lasted five minutes and called it quits. And that was it. But he was intrigued by the Insanity Asylum clip that came on right after my workout. So I decided I would buy that for him for his birthday since he wanted to work out, but he really hadn't started. So I thought that was my way (laughs) as a nice gesture for his birthday to get him a gift of Insanity Asylum. Now, um, for those people who know my husband, he is an incredible researcher. He researches everything, and he found out he could get a better deal on his birthday gift with this stuff called Shakeology and actually bought himself the challenge pack and returned my birthday gift. So long story short, he actually fell in love with the products and became a coach initially for the discount. Um, And once he started researching the opportunity, he approached me about it, and he felt confident that it was right up my alley with all the training I was doing with running, and a lot of people had started following me with that. He thought this was a, a perfect combination for me. I thought he was absolutely insane. At this point, I was a director of IT project management um, for a financial institution here in Baltimore. It was an incredibly demanding career. I was training for some marathons. I was raising our girls with him, of course, um, doing what moms and wives do. And all I could envision was, was this, you know, another plate being added on top of this ever-growing stack and it just crashing on me. Uh, of course, he saw great potential, but I did not. Um, I just didn't see how it could work. And in my mind, I had zero interest and zero free time. Um, I also have an all-in personality, and I knew if I gave in to him and signed up, I'd have to figure out how to succeed with the time I didn't have. So like most people, I just kept telling him no. Um, And then one day I came home late from work, super stressed out, completely exhausted. I missed dinner with the family. I missed reading to my girls, missed bedtime and bath time. And I was just really worn thin. I stormed into our bedroom. I probably had a really terrible attitude. And I looked at Tommy from across the room, and he just looked up at me, and he said, so do you want to give this coaching thing a try? I really think you'll be amazing at it. And with a huge sigh, I just finally said yes. I'll give it a go and see what happens. And that was it. It was the single best thing he ever did for me as my coach. He just never gave up asking whether or not I was ready. And had he stopped at that first no, I would have never gotten to the point of where we are today. And that is actually how it all started. Oh, I love Tom. <laughs> um, yes. That, you know, that's a great story. That That is a great story, though. And I think a lot of people can relate to the – uh, when you use the words, you know, just to find time I didn't have, you know, it's, I think a lot of people can, you know, can relate to that. Um, but um, I love it. And I think it's also a testimony that no never means no. People get to different yes. points in their life where opportunities surface and you have to do that ap- appropriately. But, um, but, but it also speaks well to that. So as you look at your business uh, and look back a little bit, we always ask this question, or I t- tend to ask this question, you know, you know, was there a moment or a process where you looked at it um, and kind of said, here's where it started to take off? Because I think a lot of coaches may be sitting there going, asking themselves, does this take off? I'm putting a lot of time into this business. I'm not seeing the immediate fruits of this. But as you look back, was there a time that was the accelerator that made a difference? Uh, yeah, you know, there's several pivotal moments that I feel like, you know, a coaching career you have and your business shifts in significant ways. If I had to pinpoint one, though, 
it would actually be attending my first summit. And that was only about three and a half months after I had started. I, When I first started, all I knew I was supposed to do was achieve this thing called Success Club. So those accolades you rattled off for me while I appreciate it. In the beginning, I had no idea what they meant. It was just a metric in my mind that I was merely achieving for the sake of saying I achieved it. I had no idea what it was, why it was important, and what it really meant at the end of the day. Um, and before I go any further into this topic, I should probably share just a little bit about who I was before becoming a coach, since it will make a little more sense with what I'm going to talk about today. Uh, most people who knew me before Beachbody would classify me as a classic type A compulsive perfectionist. I, you know, I worked really hard, possibly referring to me as a work workaholic. Um, like I said, I had an all-in personality, but my tendency was often to just keep to myself for the sake of reaching a goal. It was easier that way for me. As a child, I moved nine times and attended 11 different schools before I graduated college. And if you really think about that for a minute, I was a military child. Um, most people have deep-rooted relationships that started in grade school. Mine lasted and were gone, literally gone within two years. So for me, it was really easy to remove myself from making friends and just focus on what I needed to do. So I hate to say it, but Achieving Success Club in the beginning when I first started coaching truly was about generating points because I just didn't know any better. The concept of forming a relationship actually made me cringe. And I And while I had good intentions, I... In hindsight, I think they were completely misguided in the beginning. And that all changed when I watched and listened to the stories of the finalists being recognized during the Beachbody Challenge the last night of Summit. They had gotten so much support from their coach and their teams, and it was such an emotional presentation of their journey that my perspective about those points completely changed. And I left knowing I had to fix a few things within myself and get over my fear of building relationships in order for our very small team at the time, which is probably, you know, only six to eight people, um, in order for them to really start thriving, I had to figure out how I could build better relationships with each and every person that we welcomed to our team. And that right there changed everything for us and kind of the projection that we were setting our business on from that point forward. Hey, well, two two things, just quick things that I that I picked up that I picked up a lot of things, but two pieces I want to point out was, but I think you know, number one, uh, summit does tend to be an accelerator. It, it it's probably it's an accelerator because it becomes so insightful and an experience of of what happens there into culture and into you know training, but they're getting a sense for the lives that are being impacted. And so as we look you know forward to to New Orleans, um, I look at People always talk about Summit. Well, it's this, it's that. Summit is a return on investment because of the training and learning and the experience that's, that's created. Yeah, there's fun stuff, but, but there's something much deeper that happens at Summit that is that, that creates a return. The other piece you hit, and I don't want to be lost, is, is this idea of success club you know, being about relationships, and we're going to talk more about that. That's the, the substance of our call. But you use this terminology of, you know, the points and, and Sandy talked about achieving success club, and we do measure because measurement's important. But success club, the, the, the why behind success club is helping people, forming great relationships and helping people along their fitness journey. The, the, the points are a consequence of, of that, but it is about people, and, and we can never lose 
insight of, of what that measurement represents. So I want to make that really clear. I'm glad you touched on that, um, Leslie. So let's jump into this call because I think really what you're going to jump into now or to what we want to talk about is is developing this culture of relationships that, cr- that creates, creates results. So I'm going to stay out of your way and let you go. Oh, thanks. And you're absolutely I mean, Summit has that powerful impact to really change your perspective on things. It's not just about the experience itself and the, and the fun you have there. It goes above and beyond that, and, and it really did change a lot for us. And I'm really excited to share how I overcame the fear of building relationships and how you can create a team that is inspired to work together. Coming back from Summit, I knew we needed to cultivate that type of culture with our coaches, and I wanted to create something that they felt deeply connected to. I realized that helping people didn't have to be all on my shoulders. I could create a team of people who would help each other succeed. So I want to share three of my top tips, I I suppose, um, to creating, creating that type of dynamic culture within your team. So first, create and consistently communicate what your vision is for your team. Without that, that, it's really hard for a team to rally around something of substance. So we wanted to create a safe and transparent place for our coaches to engage with each other on the team and create a community that really worked together because we knew that if our team could work together, we could ultimately succeed together. And in order to do that, we had to create a giving culture. Anything and everything we created, we wanted to make available to each and every coach that we welcomed on our team. Things like training groups being open to the entire downline, cross-collaborating with coaches to run challenge groups together, uh, creating social media marketing plans uh, and posting those to the team monthly so that they can see exactly what to be, what to post and, and to be inspired to create their own um, posting schedule, creating group material, challenge group materials being shared um, for new product launches, just really creating things that the entire team could use so that they could move their businesses forward as well. And we felt holding on to and keeping things to ourselves is only operating from a place of scarcity. You know, when we learn how to open up and share things freely without the expectation of something in return, we create a culture with an abundant mindset, and that's exactly what we set out to do and have done, I feel, over the past three and a half years. So it's really important to set the stage now and create what that vision looks like for your team so that they can get behind it wholeheartedly. Number two is to mentor your coaches where they are, not where you necessarily want them to be. Now, understand that not every single coach that joins your team is going to be your next business-building rock star. I know we want it to be that way, but the fact is the majority that are joining often just want to be part of something great. They want to be part of your amazing community. So we need to learn how to embrace that and encourage them where they are right now. Far too often do I see coaches you know, getting upset or angry over something that they can't really control, like a coach's decision to work their own business. So here are a few things that I think will help put the focus back on each coach individually. Understand what their current goals are and help them develop a plan to get there. Personally, I stopped running push groups. Um, I know a lot of coaches like them, and that's fantastic. For us, I felt push groups kind of 
forced people's hands at pushing to a goal that they weren't maybe necessarily ready to go for. So I found giving coaches incremental goals to achieve at their pace was far more beneficial, and it kept them feeling in control of their own business. We also create a team environment that supports all coaches, whether they're building or just enjoying the company of other like-minded people. So this means while it's hard not to always want to talk about the business because we're so passionate about it, it means that you kind of have to refrain from talking about the business 24-7 on your team pages because a large a large section of your community on your team page isn't really doing the business side of coaching. So we have to find other ways to connect as a team outside of leaderboards and trainings and inspirational videos. While those have a great purpose for driving your business forward, there are other people that we need to also include in our discussions that might not be business-related. Um, and then also stay connected. Get on the phone and talk to your coaches, whether they're producing volume or not. Anyone needing our time should receive our time. They signed up and chose us as their coach. That's something special. Make sure that you stay in their corner and don't pass them up just to sign another new coach. It, it's really important that you keep them in the loop, whether they are or aren't necessarily building the business. And then Lastly, and probably one of my more favorite topics is celebrating the small wins, but learn how to recognize and connect with the person. And what I mean by that is recognizing and reinforcing people's behaviors and their personal achievements will create a deeper connection than putting up just points and tagging them in leaderboards will ever do. And I'm not suggesting you stop that at all because I still do it. And I think there's a large segment of our business builders that still need leaderboards and being recognized for the great work that they are doing. I just think there's other ways that we can recognize our coaches that will leave a lasting impression on them forever. So here are a few of my favorites. Um, I like recognizing comeback coaches or committed coaches. Things happen. Life happens. Stephanie Chico had an amazing call last week on this very topic. We all know this business is a roller coaster. So when a coach needs time to regroup or, you know, just give them some mental space, give them that time. Don't push them further away with your own agenda. You create, if you create that community that's always there for one another, no matter what, they're going to return. And when they do, recognize it. Recognize things beyond the business. Recognition doesn't have to be around a specific business achievement. Recognition is just the act or process of recognizing someone for anything. Things like setting and reaching a personal goal, running their first marathon, competing in their first fitness competition, um, buying their first home, uh, doing things that they normally would never do, but they did it anyway. I love, I mean, I absolutely love seeing people push out of their comfort zones. I call them our comfort zone crushers. When you learn to recognize people over the business, you create deeper relationships that last a lifetime. And it's doing that together. It's not necessarily just focusing on the people and not the business. It's learning to strike that really good balance between both of them so you're looking at the team more holistically and recognizing everyone as much as possible. And then finally, 
recognize and rally your team around something special. Last year, I purchased a ton of these mantra bands, and you probably, I know the coaches see these Facebook ads that have them. They're these little bracelets that have positive affirmations engraved on them. We started to circulate them throughout our team. I would send them to coaches that I felt needed them the most at times where they probably needed it. And we call it our mantra movement. But to drive our team connection more deeply, 30 days after receiving that band, the coach who received it has to identify and send it to another coach on the team who needs it. So the band, our connection, our culture impacts more than just one coach. It truly creates a movement that runs deep and wide within our team. It creates something unique. And if you can do that, if you can harness that and find something unique that your team can get behind, you're going to drive personal connections that last forever. Oh, (laughs) so those are my top three. Um, And if you don't mind, I know this is a little off the cuff, but I was reading some great personal development this morning that in preparation for this call um, that really struck a chord with me that I think um, kind of drives this entire discussion home. There's this book called How Successful People Think by John C. Maxwell. It's a great little book. I highly recommend it. There's a section in there that talks about practicing unselfish thinking. And I believe it's important to share this because, let's face it, it's really easy to become selfish in this business, and not necessarily in a bad way. There's just a lot of emphasis on ourself, our fitness, our goals. Um, you get a taste of that success, and you naturally want more of it, right? So you start thinking of ways to motivate and inspire your team, but sometimes that's for your benefit, not necessarily for them, right? So you can see how easy it is to tip into a selfish mindset. So he explains in this book, you know, We should continually check our motives. What seems to be generosity is often no more than disguised ambition, which overlooks a small interest in order to secure a great one. He states the hardest thing for people is fighting their natural tendency to put themselves first. That's why it's important to continually examine your motives to make sure you're not sliding backwards into selfishness. And I love this practice, and I really think this is something we can all do that will benefit us and our businesses greatly. He suggests following a model of Benjamin Franklin. Every single day he asked himself two questions, very simple questions. First, when he woke up in the morning, he would ask, what good am I doing today? And before he went to bed, he would ask, what good have I done today? My challenge for everyone listening on this call is to ask those same questions, ending it with, for my team. What good am I going to do today for my team? What good have I done today for my team? If you can answer those questions with selflessness and integrity, you can keep yourself on track while building an incredible culture and community for your team. And I just thought it was an amazing way to wrap this up. I, <laughs> That's no, all I have. That, that was, I, I, I've got nothing to say. I, I mean, that is, it's outstanding. And it, it, I've just literally written down the note, okay, I'm, I'm going to go get that book because what you just shared about, you know, the disguised ambition, and it's just, it's those gut check moments around motive. And yes. it really does. It, 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 it condenses down to, you know, the Franklin pieces. What good have I done for my team? What, and, and did I do it? You know, type of a thing. And, and those are the pieces that will keep us in check. Here's, before I, we, we close this out, I, uh, my exclamation point will be, 
this is a relationship business. This is a business about providing value for the people that you come into contact with. Providing value is at the core of any successful, successful and sustainable you know, business. And so what Leslie's been talking about today is absolutely critical, absolutely essential. It's, it, it may feel a little warm, soft, and fuzzy, um, and feel good. And, 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 and I love that stuff, but it is also the core and the essence of what a successful business is built on and is, and is made of. And there is science to this, and there is art, and there is discipline to it. But these are the pieces that will create retention in your business. These are the pieces that will be attractors to your business and create longevity and that sense of contribution. And as you uh, – there's probably better words to describe what my guess is most of you want. But my guess is those are three descriptors that you, that you want, a sense of contribution. You want a sense of providing value to other people. You want to create something that's long-term and sustainable and making a difference and helping people. If truly those are the things that you want, following this template that Leslie has shared, I think has to be, has to be part of the way you look at your business and examining do I do these things now? Are my systems and my approaches aligned or do they incorporate these kinds of things? Really? Do they really? And are they creating the yeah. results I want? So fantastic job, Leslie. So we're running out of time, um, but, but, you know, the last piece is I think, you know, people always enjoy hearing you set up the beginning of the call of saying, uh, you know, uh, worn out thin, didn't want to do this. Tommy was the one that kind of pulled you into this. Um, but so over the last three and a half years or so, has life gotten any different for you and how? Oh, man. You know, I've always envisioned you asking me this question. Every single national wake-up call, you know, I love every single person who speaks, but when you ask this question, I always envisioned myself answering this. And here's the thing, it's because, just like you said, before Beachbody, I really thought success was defined by the amount of money I was making. I was willing to sacrifice a lot in my life to increase a paycheck. My, my health, my family, my social life, my sanity. I was full of anxiety and pressure. The stress of being a mom and working in corporate America weighed on me heavily. I just got to a point where I was physically and emotionally drained and I became a person that I didn't like just before I started Beachbody. So when you hear people say this opportunity changed their life, never take that for granted. This opportunity completely changed my life, but it also changed my entire family's lives. I'm able to wake up with my children every day. I get them ready. I see them off to school. I take care of my own health and well-being. I help others take care of themselves. I provide for my family while doing so. So my days are no longer rushed. I'm actually experiencing life by being present in it and stop the hectic aspect of being what I knew I was, which was a pure workaholic. Um, and I'm actually experiencing life now with my family. I am a completely, and when I say completely, I am a completely different person because of Beachbody, and my family directly benefits from it. So that I am 
absolutely grateful for. I can't be more thankful for this opportunity, and what an amazing week to be part of the National Wake-Up Call. I mean, really, (laughs) Thanksgiving week, and I can't thank you guys enough, and I appreciate the time you gave me this morning to speak to others and their teams. So just thank you so much, Jeff. Well, thank you for sharing that, and I I know that this has resonated with with so many people and has has lifted them, but also given – it's given them some pointers on some specifics of things they need to do and how to think about their business. So thank you so much for sharing this morning. No so, problem. Thank you. You bet. Hey, coaches, okay, enough said today. It It is, it is Thanksgiving if you're traveling. Travel safe. Uh, enjoy your time with your loved ones. Uh, take a few moments to be grateful. It's a great time to ask the questions that, that Leslie was talking about today. But also look at this uh, as an opportunity to share the things that have, that have benefited you, that have blessed your life, that you're grateful for. And if, if this is part of it, then share that. Share it authentically um, with people. Uh, we're about a great cause. We're about helping people find progress and change and results in their life. And as I always share, we do, we do so unapologetically. I, you know, Carl is, is one of the most gifted messengers uh, that I have ever seen witnessed, been around in, in, in my life and the passion that he brings to this business. And inevitably, inevitably, in the process of running a complex business, which this is, in the, in the process of running a business that has many facets to it and is moving quickly, all those kinds of things that you have to balance and figure out and put the pieces to the puzzle together. His end goal, his end goal, our end goal is that we help people uh, enjoy and we really earn and enjoy healthy and fulfilling lives. And that's what we are about. And we are positioned and the best in the world. And we offer some of the very best in the world. That's what drives us. We want to help people find change and result and progress in their lives. And there's great opportunity that's attached to that if we figure this thing out together. And that's what this call is all about. But it always results in action. You've got to do something about it. That's the gut check. What am I doing? Am I doing enough? Am I doing it the right way? Am I willing to try new things uh, and learn from those new things and, and, and get better? It's a journey. Uh, but that's where you learn, is on the journey. So have a great journey this week, coaches. And again, have a great Thanksgiving. And with that, Sandy, toss it back to you. Thanks, everybody. And have a wonderful, wonderful week. Here is the replay number, 832-225-5065. Bye-bye.